Welcome to The Perfect Storm, a bi-weekly podcast for business executives and cybersecurity professionals. Industry veterans Michael Markulek and Matthew Webster chat with guests about the latest cyber news, threats, and trends, and how all of it impacts their businesses. Harbor Technology Group is a cybersecurity consulting firm that offers advisory services to the SMB. Harbor believes by taking a proactive rather than reactive approach to cybersecurity, business leaders can develop a cybersecurity program that will address external requirements, exceed client expectations, and ultimately take their organization to the next level. Harbor's innovative processes are based on industry standard frameworks that are tailored to meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. Good morning and welcome to another episode of The Perfect Storm. Today, I'm honored to have with me Laura Nikolai. Laura has put together the VSISO News and we'll spend some time talking about what the VSISO News is. She is also the president and owner of NMC Services, a marketing firm. Good morning, welcome to the show. Morning, Michael. Thanks for having me. Great, so why don't you just give us a little bit about your background um, tell us a little bit about NNC services and what you do, and then kind of how that led you to VSISO News. Okay, so it's a long story. I'm not sure we have <laughs> time for it. Um, so I'm an entrepreneur at, at heart. I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, in 2006, I founded a consulting practice, a marketing consulting practice. Uh, I, I was uh, I used to work for uh, software and technology businesses, and my um, let's say skill was growth hacking, which back then didn't have such a cool name. Uh, and uh, I decided to make a living out of just being a consultant. The practice grew really fast, and in just a couple of years, we had already a decent sized team. From the beginning, even though um, the team, most of the operational team was European based, we uh, worked quite a bit in the US and um, we met uh, quite a few people in the cybersecurity and cloud computing space. Um, We were helping them develop their technology business in the digital space. We were one of the early adopters of tools like uh, LinkedIn networking and marketing automation and and things like that to uh, help accelerate the growth of IT companies. And um, little by little, we started um, gaining quite a bit of experience in the cybersecurity area. Um, What's interesting about cybersecurity is that there's definitely um, a lot of market noise, but there's quite a few, um, there's quite a few real um, important players in this space, meaning that either there are large players which are backed up by large finances and big companies and so on, or there are some more startup kind of companies. Uh, we had the same, uh, we've seen the same stage of industry development in other spaces like FinTech or other areas before. 
And we know this is a tipping point. <laughs> so I believe that for um, the people that are in the game right now, this industry is going to explode. Now, what happens is that usually mm, there's a saying in marketing that pioneers die first right, right. <laughs> because they carry the flag. So um, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get together a community, a community of professionals that uh, is uh, more and more required to go outside of their comfort area and not just be like employees of a, just a company and offering you know, their skilled um, services to that company in terms of uh, ensuring the cybersecurity because today cybersecurity is everyone's job, right? Um, so, so we said, okay, um, this space needs help and it needs help in terms of both getting everybody that's a professional together into a community so that they can collaborate and they can get to that real professional level, like a person cannot do everything. So they need a space where to know they trust their peers, to know who is good at what, what, what kind of a project they can approach separately and together. Plus, they need a framework to be able to grow, the, grow their businesses. And uh, last year, um, Craig, which I understood you had as a guest in yes, our show. Yes, been on the show. Yes, and uh, from um, security, um, uh, symbol security, right. um, suggested that this can become a, a, a community and it is a long-term game, meaning that even if we get together this community and we get the right people involved and um, you know we start sharing experiences, it's going to be a couple of years until we see uh, success but uh, you know we like a good challenge <laughs> so we said okay we're up for it let's do that I think that in the future there's hardly gonna be a company that will resist in the business unless they factor in the community aspect and we're powering right now quite a few communities um, of course communities where we can add value and this is one of the ones that uh, we believe and, and uh, we, we support quite a bit. So I hope that gave you an answer, yeah, a long answer I, to I, a short know, question. Well, long answer, but a couple of very interesting points. Um, you know, so you look at, for example, the finance and accounting field. And when businesses start, it's typically the owner or, or you know, may, maybe one of the founders who does the finances. Eventually they grow and they get a controller, they get somebody to handle QuickBooks. And, and then as they continue to grow and they become a larger business, they get to that need for a CFO, right? When they really need somebody to head finance and, and, and uh, accounting. What happens in that, that interim time is they use the fractional model, right? Fractional CFOs, have been around for, for decades, right? Just like outside counsel is for, for the legal risk to the business. So I, I think that small and medium-sized businesses, um, you know, accept buying, right, from professionals in that model, that fractional model. Um, 
And I, I actually started, I like the term fractional, uh, uh, you know, chief information security officer better. Um, fractional means that you're there part time. Virtual, I think, kind of means that you're not there, right? You're in the cloud somewhere. Um, but the industry is, is, is consolidated around, you know, VC, you know, VCSO. Um, so as you've gotten the VCSO off, I've had, had the privilege of being on a couple of the webinars. How's the, um, how's the project going? Um, it's been amazing. Actually, I think uh, both myself and Craig, which were the, the, the initiators uh, of the community, were surprised of the success. We have, um, we actually officially launched in September of this year, the community end of September this year. And we already have more than 50 applicants, plus a few, um, you know, people that are actually getting acting actively involved, like yourself. <laughs> so um, I, I believe that it's uh, a bit above our expectations. We were expecting it to be um, harder in terms of reaching out to people and making sure the right people are getting involved with the community and making sure that the conversations in this kind of events where the, that you are so generously mod moderating last time, um, we were cautious about making sure that we have the right professionals, but also we weren't sure about the, how, how quick the adoption is going to be. Um, so I believe that from this perspective, it's really interesting. One of the challenges is figuring out what we do from now going forward, right. um, meaning, you know, what is the structure of the membership, uh, both how members contribute, but also what value in general uh, should we provide uh, the, the regular members? How we can get more evangelists, right? <laughs> the ones that carry the flame and, and so on. So now these are growth questions for a community and it's a really interesting moment to be involved with such a community. Um, it also provides uh, why I mentioned earlier that every business should factor in even from the start how they, they are uh, using or how they are enabling a community uh, because it also provides quite a bit of business opportunities between the participants, right? Both in the learning aspect, because things that you shared last time, for example, um, how to scale a VCSO practice or, or things like that, that's really um, original content, but very valuable experience here. So someone speaks, uh, you know, they walked the walk, so they know what they're talking about. Um, so, so this is one, the, the learning aspect of it. But second, there's quite a few opportunities between the members, like partnerships, strategic partnerships on projects, um, uh, being able to uh, position themselves and specialize in a certain uh, sector of the whole cybersecurity space and so on. I, I've seen, like I was uh, impressed last time in our webinar, how many questions there were, right, about uh, the actual job, the business, the um, really interesting. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think um, if you look at professional service organizations, they run the everywhere from the like the CPAs and the lawyers that provide training and structure, you know, um, 
you know, making sure that they're adherent to standards. Um, to other professional organizations that tend to focus on the, the, the marketing and the business development, I think you've kind of struck the right balance between we've got to provide content, we've got to help the, the, we've got to help the businesses from a structural standpoint, but we also are a community, um, a relatively new community, right? The term vCISO has only been around a couple of years. Um, we're a relatively new community that is looking for that business growth, that is looking for those partnerships. Um, so I, you know, I think you've got uh, you've got a really cool idea here, and you know, I know I, I know I've contributed a couple of thoughts and ideas to it, um, and I'm excited to to continue to hear from others. Um, you said the growth has been quite good, um, you know, up to 50 applicants now. How how do you plan to help you know maintain that growth? What's the what's the next stage of reach out? Um, first of all, we're going to continue to provide such opportunities for direct interaction. In uh, uh, today's world, uh, since we don't have that many physical events happening, so people used to meet in person, even for cybersecurity events, there were quite a few big ones that everybody in the industry was attending. Uh, today, most of them move to digital, but we've also lost that person-to-person -person connection. And I believe that in the digital space, this can happen uh, more um, into smaller size events. So the big trade shows or the big events don't work that well for, let's say, a startup VC so practice or um, someone that's just starting in the space to understand what others are doing, how should they hire uh, uh, their first employee, how should they scale their business and so on. Um, so we're going to continue to provide this sort of interactive live events where people that uh, are interested and are of the right quality can, can join. Um, the, and we've seen amazing feedback from there and we see people coming in um, you know really open and more and more open into addressing their their questions and issues and real challenges um, we're trying to get community generated content um, both to have good content for our community but also to show the expertise of some of these amazing professionals that don't have necessarily a platform to um, show what they do best. They can use VC so to position as a thought leader in their space. We give them this platform to publish, but also we push quite a lot the messages through social media, through LinkedIn, through um, um, Quoran, through other um, media to make sure we get the right uh, audience for them. Um, we're also, uh, we also have in the VCSO platform, which is still in beta, so we're still testing it. We have a member dedicated section where, where there's going to be a ton of information. Um, and I hope that at some stage in the process, we're going to have um, community generated standards. For example, um, 
framework right or a quality standard for this profession or um or or trainings or um there, there's usually as a community matures there's usually this sort of a, a community driven intent right towards some of this yeah and it's, it's funny because i do some of that for the legal community or the accounting okay. community right i provide mm -hmm. training so that lawyers can get credit, you know, CLE credits um, mm -hmm. that they need to maintain their 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 you know, their license. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see some you know some more you know some more structure. Um, you mm -hmm. know, not everybody just throwing up a uh, you know throwing up a website and calling themselves a virtual CISO. So I think that's uh, mm -hmm. I, I think that's important. How do you envision the um, you know the periphery, the the, and I'm not I'm not going to pick on Craig and Symbol, but you know other companies like Craig and Symbol um, that are you know providing services that are kind of companions to the VC so whether they be managed service providers, uh, you know governance providers, uh, you know we're we're dealing with um, an automated policy writing tool, right? You know do you, do you envision a uh, you know, a section for them or a role for them in the VSISO community? Uh, so like a partners of the community. Like, like the partners or vendors mm -hmm. that we're, mm -hmm. we're using to deliver service. You mm -hmm. know, quality, not, not, not to name the big guys, but Qualys would be a good example. Many mm -hmm. of us use, many of the VSISOs use, uh, you know, one or more of the Qualys tools as part of our solution mm -hmm. set. Um. I believe that uh, we wanted at the beginning to set the stage for a vendor-less community, let's say, especially in these early stages where we're trying to see what is the value and who is the member and what the, the community member needs and wants. Um, there's probably going to be, uh, and, and I already we're structuring uh, in within the dedicated platform um, things like best, best practices or uh, tools. Uh, it, I, I can envision how at some point we're going to have like a yearly rating of some of these practices or tools that we are authoring within the community of sure. what does our community uses, not necessarily endorses, right? Uh, we are, as any community, looking for uh, sponsors, of course. We're not very aggressively looking for sponsors, so um, it's still, again, early stages, and we don't want to be uh, tamed, <laughs> let's say, from a commercial perspective. Uh, but uh, we, we're going to um, probably display some of those logos that you mentioned if um, there are uh, some some companies that would like to endorse such a community but again um, we are trying to provide value at this stage and hopefully uh, this will um, drive the right partners of the community and, and uh, will, will drive the right uh, value. Good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears a little bit on you so I apologize if this comes out of left field. No, no worries. As, as a um, as someone who's spent the past, you know, five, six years building a VSISO practice, um, you know, we were kind of wandering in the desert. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's there's not a lot of, 
you know, consistent nomenclature out there, um, you know, it, fractional CISO, you know, CISO as a service, uh, you know, so from an NNC standpoint, you know, are, are you working with, um, you know, VSISO practices, uh, cybersecurity consulting firms, you know, how is that, you know, that portion of your business going? Um, mm -hmm. And if you can give any advice to, you know, those folks that are either considering or maybe just have started to put together a VC so practice, you know, how do mm -hmm. they, how do they get into the marketing community? How do they, how do they differentiate themselves? How do they show, you know, credibility? Um, because mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things we need to continue to work on is, you know, the credibility of the services that, you know, that we're offering. Um, yeah, thank, thanks for, for um, this question. Out of left um, field, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's very interesting because this has uh, been a long-term uh, passion for me. I, as I mentioned, I'm an entrepreneur, and, and the, I also have a bit of an interest in, in IT and investments in the technology space. I uh, also had uh, early stages and investment into a vulnerability management uh, assessment management tool and so on. So um, I'm, I'm quite passionate about how to start, how to scale, how to differentiate in this space. Um, I, I believe that uh, if we're talking about a service and a cybersecurity practice, it's very different than if we are talking about a tool, a SaaS tool, or any kind of, or maybe an enterprise tool. Uh, if we're talking about the service, it's really tough to differentiate from the big players as a company. But what you have as a real good asset is the people in the company, because usually there's not that many people within uh, scale-up um, VCs or practice. And it's much easier to differentiate a person than a business. So what I suggest is to look at some of the leaders of the company um, and try to push those into a space where they are known, where they provide interviews in podcasts like this one that you're, you're maintaining, uh, where they show up at events, they host webinars, they um, like in um, opportunities for them to expose some of their knowledge and expertise. This is the easiest way you can differentiate and that's your biggest asset. To differentiate a brand, it's much more difficult than to differentiate a person that maybe has some certifications, that has 20 plus years of expertise, that has had in their career over, I don't know how many hundreds of companies consulting and so on. So my suggestion for um, services companies in the cybersecurity space uh, but, but in consulting in general, even if it's legal or accounting and so on, it's easier to differentiate a person than a business at this stage of the company. Um, if we're talking about a tool, it's a totally different game. And that is a game of positioning, meaning finding a niche and owning the niche. Uh, what does that mean? It means understanding really well who is your target 
and who is your buyer and, and using that buyer to focus uh, really well, the tool, the messaging, the positioning and so on. So, so I believe that in the case of a new uh, SaaS tool, um, it, it's this uh, owning your niche and then it's a game of investment, right? Getting the right uh, investors to back you up and so on. If we're talking, yeah, sorry. No, I was gonna say that's, that, that's very interesting because that hit a very important point for me. We spent a lot of time, um, I guess last year, um, 2020, you know, around COVID, um, really defining the personas of who we were selling to. Um, mm -hmm. We want to we want to sell to CEO Doug, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you who Doug you know Doug's last name, but I know who Doug is. Doug is one of our clients. You know there there is some very specific um, you know size of the business, type of business, and more importantly, where they get their information. Where does CEO Doug go when he has a question? Um, and by defining that persona, we've been able to kind of target kind of some of our information towards him now he's much different than tech guy tofer right tech guy tofer gets a different set of information um and, and not to say that it's you know shades of gray but it is shades of gray you know defining those personas and and really and you you hit the keywords understanding who your buyer is and, and i think there are too many businesses out there large small consulting product that don't know who their buyer is. And that's one thing I tell all BCISOs that I talk to, know who your buyer is. Um, because if you don't, you're, you're not gonna be successful. Yeah. Yep, sorry, to, sorry to jump in on you. Um, no worries, that's a very good point. And what I noticed, uh, and I have over 20 years experience in marketing management for um, IT companies, the more focused, the bigger the company is. Um, I, when I talk to even to companies starting up, when they start saying that can be my customer and that can be my customer. And when they say everyone is my customer, I know there's a lot of work, but uh, when they start narrowing down to five, two, one, this is when they hit the jackpot. Um, and, and this is when every, like even for the team, it's easier to align around a certain profile. The market will know them. They will know who they are targeting, who they're looking for, right? So they can use the whole power of the network and so on in, in terms of uh, reaching out to, the, to those people. And um, uh, I give this example many times that in um, last year, 2020, uh, I worked with a company that was consulting, but uh, they were like outsourcing all sorts of roles. And they were really small, really difficult to uh, provide value, really difficult to even manage the operations and the logistics of hiring someone that was specialized because they had so many roles. And once we narrowed down to just two personas, everything, the operation started being streamlined. They, get, they got from $2 million a year to this year, $6 million. And this year, uh, I convinced them to narrow it down to one persona. And out of 16 services, consulting services, they narrowed down to two. 
and they already have booked $10 million business for next year, which is really cool, right? But it's it doesn't happen accidentally. Most of the times when you're focused and when you know who you're dealing with, um, it's so much easier to streamline everything else. So you're right. you're totally right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave us with that good news story. Um, so one one of the things that we put our guests on the spot at the end of every podcast, um, Harbor Technology Group, you know, was was born around the idea of you know safe harbors and protecting uh, protecting data. But we do like the idea of harbors, and we all like the idea of vacations. So so if you can give us a vacation spot on the water, um, you know, a beach location. Um, someplace that, that that you find interesting and, and you know give us a little detail give us a place to go have dinner maybe to go have a cocktail while we watch that sunset <laughs> okay so because i'm originally from romania uh, i of course i have to uh, you know endorse uh, uh, th- some of the places here uh, for example mamaya which is a beach resort in Romania, was named between the first five most beautiful beaches um, in 2020. And uh, on this beach, there's some amazing, uh, cool places to, um, you know, stroll, to go, to, to go for a run or to go for a walk. And uh, there's like amazing restaurants. I love a fisherman's place. It's not in my mind, it's close by, but there is this really uh, old uh, place where fishermen actually go out in the morning with the nets and they go back and cook in front of you in the evening. It's actually, this is how it's called, the fisherman's, but in Romanian, pescai, and it, it's really amazing. However, I've been, you know, of course, I've been to, I love Boston and there's downtown, there's an amazing restaurant. Um, It's a fish restaurant, but I can't remember the name. Uh, I I can email it to you (laughs) later on, but but I love the, the place there. Um, And um, I travel quite a bit in, in, um, Europe, there's amazing places in Greece, you know, the Greece taverns on the seashore. And um, there's uh, some fantastic places if you want to visit the, the, and, and see the northern lights, you know, they're uh, closer and closer. So for Christmas, maybe <laughs> we'll be lucky and, and get the northern lights. So there is some unbelievable, I, I love the sea and I love yeah. harbors and, <laughs> hey, you know, it's for, 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 us, hours. <laughs> for us, it's been a fun topic. And, uh, one of the things we're, we're going to launch next year is, um, you know, to use Google earth and put all of these locations that our, uh, our podcast folks have, have mentioned, and put them all up on Google Earth and just uh, make a list of them available. So thank you for your recommendations, uh, Laura. Thank you for your time this morning. I think what your, the VSISO community really does need something like this. I think, you know, I don't want to call you a pioneer because you said, uh, <laughs> you know, pioneers are the first to get killed. But uh, I'm excited to be part of this because I'd like to continue to help build standards, build a community. And um, I think you're doing a wonderful job. Thanks. Thanks, Michael, for for inviting me. 
and uh, I hope to you know have uh, opportunities like this to uh, provide to your audience such interesting information so thank you perfect thank you Harbor's innovative processes are based on industry standard frameworks that are tailored to meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. We would also like to thank Tom Marshall for the original music. Yes, that Tom Marshall from Fish fame. Harbor's portfolio of services is designed to meet the cybersecurity needs of small and medium enterprises. We offer a range of services from cyber risk advisory to VCSO consulting to meet specific security requirements without putting a strain on your technology budget. If you like what you heard here, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues. We release new podcasts every other week and are available on Spotify and Apple. You can reach us through our website if you have additional questions or suggest a great harbor we should mention on our next show. 